it's more brand storytelling, keeping yourself top of mind, really, because these purchases are likely to be more considered and need a bit more time. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method. Could be email, like this month, or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different marketing expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. A huge thank you today to Hannah Hooten from Genie Goals for introducing me to today's guest. Thank you, Hannah. Now this month we are all about email marketing. It's a month I always look forward to. Obviously I look forward to all our topics, but in another life, I think I might well have been an email marketing specialist myself. So I love hearing about the latest tips and tactics. Um, And plus email is one area you really want to get singing for you this year, as it has the power to both bring in the sales and build strong relationships with your new and existing customers in order to bring in even more sales and much more. We're going to be exploring that through this episode and the next four. So get ready to improve your email marketing with our expert guests. In today, we're starting off with a lady who has a phenomenal back catalogue of brands that she has worked with. Um, She really knows email and CRM for luxury, really knows it. And she is sharing a lot in this episode. We will be talking about the KPI you should be tracking. We'll be talking about what to do with your broadcast or your newsletters, you know, those regular sends. We'll be talking about the general approach to automations you should be taking, the post-purchase flow, how to make it really rock. Where does SMS fit in all this? What you should do with your VIP top tier customers and how to deal with discounting. Now, even if you're not in luxury, you'll have realised the great majority of that that content relates to you as well. So get ready for a brilliant opening episode, taking us through what's really working right now and where your focus should be with your email marketing. And do make sure you listen right to the end of the episode, because at the end of the interview, my guest will be sharing some quick fire insider tips to help you maximise the performance of your email marketing. And then I'll be sharing my take on it all and outlining a couple more ways we can help you improve your email marketing even more. So stay tuned right to the end. Today's episode is brought to you by Omnisend. Omnisend is an email and SMS marketing platform built for online merchants like you who want to increase their sales, not their workloads. With Omnisend, you'll be launching pre-built e-commerce automations in no time, as well as intuitively segmenting customers based on their shopping behaviour and even trying out SMS or push notifications all from the same platform. More than 80,000 e-commerce brands use Omnisend to drive sales and build better customer relationships, converting their customers with quick-to-create, highly relevant emails and texts. The best part? You can get 30% off Omnisend for your first three months right now, but only when you visit keepopt.com forward slash Omnisend, with Omnisend spelt O-M-N-I-S-E-N-D. Go to keepopt.com forward slash Omnisend now to save. 
It's finally live, Chloe's e-commerce club. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimising audience and our experts can come together. The point of the club is to help you all improve your e-commerce businesses and to help you solve your marketing challenges, learn more tactics and much more. We are starting simple and focusing on that core aim of helping us all get through this challenging year in the best way possible. But we've got lots lined up for the coming months and I'm sure we'll add more things into the club based on your needs and feedback. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. And yes, I will personally be there hanging out and helping you Monday to Friday. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepopt.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. Today, I'm chatting with email marketing expert, Hannah Spicer. Hannah has been helping luxury brands to sell more online, especially with their email marketing since 2004, including roles at Harvey Nichols, Stella McCartney, De Beers and Kurt Geiger. What an impressive list. Um, She now runs her own consultancy, Hannah Spicer Consulting, specialising in email marketing for, quite frankly, an equally impressive list of luxury and fashion brands. Hello, Hannah. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Delighted to be here. Oh, we love having a fan on the show. So, um, but it's and it's brilliant to have you on because often in these episodes we end up getting into different techniques, but we neglect the fact that there's so many different sectors, um, in the e-commerce space, and luxury is certainly a really different one. So, I'm looking forward to talking about that. But first off, how did you end up in e-commerce and email marketing? So I, my first job after university, I studied English at university and my first job after that was in the press and marketing department at Harvey Nichols. Um, and I worked my way up from kind of an administration role um, to writing for their first, well, for their editorial website. So this was purely just articles. There was no such thing as e-commerce <laughs> um, at Harvey Nichols, at least anyway. And then I was lucky enough to get involved in the build of their very first e-commerce site and was doing everything from deciding what packaging we should have to wireframing the customer journey to writing all the product descriptions so a bit of everything um and I worked across um you know more generalist roles so across e-commerce um email and then managing agencies across the performance channels um I did similar roles after that at Stella McCartney De Beers and Monica Vinader and then I focused purely on email and CRM for three years at Kurt Geiger um, before starting my own business, doing the same thing with smaller, um, small to medium brands. Nice. And it was such an amazing time to be in e-commerce, the early 2000s. It was, I always call it as being a bit like the kid in the candy shop because everything was up for grabs and everything was, it felt competitive back then, but it was so quiet compared to now. Inboxes were quieter. Google search was quieter. It's a different world. It was. And we were learning everything from scratch. So we were working with agencies, but really they were educating us. You know, we didn't know anything about paid search or organic search. They were kind of taking us with them and educating us as we went. So, yeah, it's fascinating. Amazing time. Before we go into like a massive reminiscence of the noughties, let's talk um, email marketing for luxury brands. How is it different to what we'd normally do with our email marketing? Are there any kind of like different principles, different key things? I, I, 
it's not something I've ever done. So, um, so, so, uh, how do we, how do we tackle it? Yeah, great question. The principles aren't different, um, but there are different challenges, I think, um, and different uh, areas of focus from the brands. So you still need to send engaging content. You still need to make sure that you're optimizing for high open and click rates. Um, But there are different challenges. So there's obviously a massive focus on brand and look, feel and design when you're working with more premium brands. Um, which can be challenging with emails. Um, There is, um, you know, definitely a reluctance to use any kind of discounts and promotions. So again, that can be challenging. Um, But that's one thing that I love around kind of CRM and being very targeted rather than doing mass, mass sales and promotions and things. So the principles are the same. You want to send people relevant, engaging content. Um, You'll just do it in a slightly different way. And the the KPI is still the sales, even though it's not discount heavy and even though there's a lot more content going out. Yeah, totally. I mean, I always work to click rate as my key KPI for, e- um, for emails because in my mind, and this is something we were very much taught at Kurt Geiger, the conversion rate is the job of the website um, and the website team and the trading team. The job of your email is to consistently get a good open and click rate. And I think also, you know, conversion rate could be very different on a brand building email versus a this sale has just launched email. But the click rate should be healthy across both of those. So I always focus on click rate as the primary um, KPI. There's a, there's a top tip. And just for the sake of clarity, are we talking clicks as a percentage of sent or clicks as a percentage of opens? I do it from sent. It's a great way of encompassing the impact of the subject line and the impact of the content without having to look at two separate numbers, i.e. the open and the clicks. Yeah. I know there will be people going, but what, what, what does she mean? And then people would just have assumed one or the other and it was the wrong one. So we just have to clarif- clarify these things. So is there anything you would, other than the, the promos and the discounts so much, are there any other pieces you'd leave out? Like I'd assume a luxury brand would be a bit nervous around abandoned cart. Is there anything like that which you, you put less impact on or skip completely? Um, funnily enough, there their abandoned cart is still very important um i think i've had more pushback and reluctance on the abandoned brows because brands are concerned that it feels too stalkery so there's obviously more intent with the abandoned cart somebody's gone to that stage of starting the checkout abandoned brows which is typically triggered when somebody has looked at a product but they didn't add it to their bag and they didn't start the checkout I get pushback on that that oh no that just feels like you know we're we're stalking them and we're we're bothering them um and my answer to that is twofold one it works and I can share you know data on actually what what traffic and revenue they're missing out on but two that email or emails it doesn't have to be, you know, we saw you looking at this product. The content can feel like a really well-timed campaign. So it could be, you know, a reminder of their key unique selling points, or it could be a link to their bestsellers category or new arrivals or something like that. Um, five things that are different about us. It doesn't have to be as direct as we saw you on our website. Here's what you were looking at. It can be really different and just feel like a timely reminder to come back and visit the site again. Obviously, one of the things with all the automated campaigns is trying to work out how evergreen you need to keep them. So it's A, you don't forget to update them and B, you don't have to update them. My assumption would be in the, in the world of kind of luxury and high fashion, 
that you're putting more seasonal content in there you know if the was it pantone have just named a pink color the color of the year and if your spring collection is in that pink and then you go to summer where you've changed to green and everything was pink you've got to go back and change it so is is there a shorter evergreen cycle with luxury brands I think because there are such key seasons, it can actually be longer. So I, th- I think, you know, if you're thinking about fast fashion brands, for example, where their stock is coming in and going out all the time, they might actually need to be getting in there and changing their imagery more frequently. Whereas with luxury and premium brands, there are much more kind of set seasons. Um, so I tend to say, you know, you could get away with going in quarterly and updating it for, for spring, for summer, autumn, winter, etc., um, I guess the only challenge around that is they might have, uh, you know, more limited stock of each of their pieces if it's high, you know, AOVs, etc., average order values. Um, but typically they've got really iconic campaign imagery that will last for the season and they don't need to be going in and constantly changing things. I suppose quarterly is quite a good frequency to go in and double check the performance of your campaigns to see if you need to optimise anything anyway, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think ideally you're you're checking your, your flows and automations on a monthly basis, but if not, quarterly is a good time to take a deeper look. Um, I know from being in-house that there's so much pressure to get those you know your weekly campaigns out that actually finding the time to go back and check on those flows is tricky but yeah it's it is important to do that and you mentioned those weekly campaigns that was we we talked a lot about flows we haven't really got into the weekly you know or the newsletter side of things I'm guessing from what you said earlier that this is where we're really going quite content heavy and information heavy rather than a discount heavy would that be right are there any other differences we should be aware of Definitely, yeah. It's less about, um, as I said, it's very different to fast fashion where, you know, there's probably new arrivals every week. Um, this is more about, yeah, taking hero pieces from the collection, talking about the inspiration, um, you know, what influences you're working with, it's what the designs are inspired by. It's definitely more content heavy. But I think it's important to always have a commercial aspect too. Um, but yes, it's more brand storytelling um, and, uh keeping yourself top of mind really because these purchases are likely to be more considered and need a bit more time um, and less promotions for sure. Yeah so I'm I'm guessing you're more likely in the luxury space to know what your newsletters are going to be about a month or so in advance because they're being quite collaboratively planned I guess when you're bringing the influence activity, PR activity, what graphics you're going to have from the photo shoots they're, they're quite, I would guess that's quite collaborative across the marketing team, but also, and the probably the buying and merchandising teams as well, but also quite well planned in advance, less of a, oh no, it's Tuesday, what are we going to put out? Yes, definitely, that is an advantage. You're not, re- you're not being so reactive, for sure. And I have, to, I have to ask you, I'm sure we've got luxury brands listening. If there was one piece of marketing you would be really encouraging them to do with their email this year, what would you be saying? Oh, this is brilliant. You need to do this. It's going to deliver. It's going to deliver. It's What would you go for? I would personally get them to focus on their post-purchase flows. So really being careful with their follow-up to when somebody does shop with them. Um, I think the majority of retailers, I don't know whether this is true across luxury or all retailers, but there is a massive pattern that most of your customers are one time only. And once you can get them to shop with you a second time, it's that much easier to get them to shop with you a third, fourth, fifth time. 
Um, so really focusing on that aftercare of when they have bought with you. You want to create that feeling of, you know, the opposite of buyer's remorse, essentially. Um, so giving them content around how they can get the most out of your product, um, how they can take care of your product, whether it could be, you know, luxury fashion, you know, how do they actually wash it and store it and keep it lasting? How could they style it and get more value out of it? Um, I did a project with um, a brand that sell like £400 LED face devices. So they're to kind of improve your skin condition and help with anti-aging, etc. So that's a really considered purchase and it's a new piece of technology. So we did so much work in that post-purchase flow of a different flow for every single device linking to videos of how to use it, how to put it on for the first time, how do you fit it into your weekly and and daily skincare routine. There's so much you can do there to kind of inspire them and inform them of how to get the most out of their product. Um, And then also I think feedback is really important. Um, I I do get pushback from some luxury brands in terms of they don't think that customer reviews are quite right for them and, and I appreciate it's not for everybody. Um, I don't think Gucci need customers saying love this dress because they're kind of, you know, they're setting what's cool. But um, I still think, uh, you know, having an opportunity to ask your customer for feedback, whether it was about your the item or it was more about their kind of customer experience on your website and the purchase and the delivery, etc. I think that's really important. Customers want to feel listened to, especially if they're spending um, a lot of money with you. Um, I had an amazing experience two years ago that was so good that I remember it and still talk about it, which was from a jewellery brand um, called Locket London. And the minute I had my item delivered at the door, I got, I think it was an SMS actually, which was from the customer care team to say, you've just got the item. Did it arrive okay? Do you know how to attach it to your chain? Have you got any other questions? And I could just click a link to create a customer care ticket with their team if I needed to. That was incredible, like that use of different channels and that timeliness and that feeling of a very direct and personal communication was just amazing and so good as a post-purchase experience. Um, And then I think also obviously thinking about the timeliness of then following up with potential personalised recommendations for what else they might like, you know, what else would complement the piece that they bought And again, this can all be automated if you've got the right tools and you've just thought about the journey carefully enough. You give me about eight things to think about there and a couple to ask you questions about. First off, though, I cannot get out of my head the idea of going onto the Chanel website and someone saying, lovely jacket, but it says that it's a size eight and it comes up more like a size 10. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why they haven't implemented them. It would just be perfect, right? (laughs) Definitely increase sales. But yeah, so but, but there's no harm in collecting the data. You might just choose not to put on the website, which I think is one of those kind of things. Oh, what? I'm allowed to collect it and not publish it. Things that people don't realize they're allowed to do. Um. You also mentioned briefly SMS there. Mm. I would guess, again, this is something which which luxury brands are less likely to do apart from in brilliant methods like the, the Locket uh, example you gave. Is that something you find? Is there the relu- more reluctance for SMS? Definitely, yeah. I think as with many things, we're, we're definitely behind the US market on this. Um, I'm, I'm working with a brand in the US at the moment who it's very much part of their, their flows and they're a luxury fashion brand. Um, yeah, there's more reluctance, um, I think, because 
we probably are behind in terms of what customers are expecting and want to hear too. Um, but I think it will be more and more adopted as as we go through 2023 and 24. Um, I've seen it used in really, really powerful and um, not intrusive ways. So, you know, there are rules that you can stick to, like making sure it's only happening between the hours of nine to eight for example um and that it's only for your really engaged customers or it's a very like targeted part of a a customer journey so you're not blasting everybody a sale every saturday morning it's you know it could be part of a win back flow or an abandoned cart flow or something like that where it feels very targeted and and tying it up with the api data from your couriers to go we know you've just received it. Are you having any issues? I mean, even like a, a tent brand or the, you know, ele- an electronics brand, like you mentioned earlier, could could be using that sort of thing because it's that's. I think I think I totally agree with you on the post purchase being so important because you want you know the most nerve wracking part for any consumer buying whoever they're buying from is when that parcel arrives. Is the product what they want? Is it as exciting as they thought it was going to be when they hit the buy button? Is it gonna fit are they gonna work out how to use it and there's nothing worse than opening the box and going oh god i've got no idea what to do with this putting it to the back of the cupboard and then you just accept, put kind of guilt next to that brand for the rest of the experience so this is a very rambling way of bringing me into my next question about those post purchase campaigns which is do you put more emphasis on the the, the activity that happens between purchase and arrival of product or post arrival of product or um, cross sales after that initial product usage period, I suppose? Yeah, great question. I think it's post arrival of product. Um, You definitely want to kind of send a lovely order confirmation, which is thank you. And, you know, acknowledge that it could be their first or it could be a repeat purchase and and change the the message accordingly. and absolutely in terms of transactional emails and notifications keep them very updated on every stage of that you know your order has been confirmed your order is now dispatched and and make sure you're working with trusted couriers that that kind of provide those updates too i think that's key because people will be very excited hopefully to receive the item but i think that massive power and importance is when they've just got it um and as you said making sure that you're tapping into that hopefully amazing and delighted feeling when they're opening the box um so that they feel empowered informed inspired to then use the product and get the most out of it that they can and you're making that first two weeks of them using their product really great and positive um that's excellent thank you hannah and there's one area we haven't really talked about at all which is segmentation is 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 segmenting your customers out more important for a luxury brand it's definitely important i mean i think it's probably equally as important with any brand but you can have a lot more fun with your kind of top tier of customers um because this is where you can sit and create a gorgeous daydream (laughs) of how you can treat your vips and really go for it so these are going to be you know a really small group like your top two percent but they'll be responsible for quite a sizable chunk of your revenue And this is where you can really have fun and think about how can we really delight these customers and make them feel special. 
Um, and the beauty of that segment is, particularly for luxury brands, is they probably don't actually want discounts and and offers because they're already really engaged with you and they're shopping with you. So actually, what do they want? They probably want experiences um, and exclusivity. Um, so a really common thing could be giving them early access to your new season collections or if there is any sales or archive sales, they would be the first to know but there's so much more fun you can have with them. It could be you have a handwritten note that goes in all of their orders um, or you expedite their delivery every time you they order with you or you have a WhatsApp customer service option that, or, you know, I think Netaporto have like a, person, a personal customer service contact for their VIPs. So it's not that they're going to email customer service at Netaporte it's you're going to email Emma at customer service and get straight through to someone that you know and you have a relationship with um creating like exclusive events or customer forums you know really making them feel like they are special and they're getting ex- they have an exclusive relationship with you that nobody else has I think is so fun and that's where the value really lies in that in that customer group yeah, the the experiential and you know to get into the buzzwords and the um, the access side of things as well. The money can't buy, I guess. Yeah, it sounds 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 like you know the dealing with true VIP segments is um, is a lot of fun. Um, Hannah, before we before we move on and head on our, head in the direction of the insider tips, is there any last piece of advice you'd have for someone looking to improve the email marketing at a luxury brand? I think one key thing is to not avoid offers altogether. So I think there's definitely reluctance from luxury brands to say, well, we can't discount, we never discount. I think the whole beauty of CRM is that you can, but it always feels targeted and exclusive. So rather than being a brand that does, we're doing 25% of everything for Black Friday, actually what you're doing is making sure you have a really compelling offer for your lapsing customers in your win back flow which is so worth doing because it's always more cost effective to reactivate a lapsing customer than acquire a new one so that's going to feel very exclusive targeted a limited time only it's an exclusive code same as you could introduce and I'm definitely not anti-welcome offers either for luxury brands I still think you want to grow your database and you want to convert subscribers to customers so I again I say it's relevant it's targeted it's for a reason Um, so don't be afraid to still use promotions but just do it in a way that makes sense for your brand excellent advice and really good given how many times we said no promotions during the episode as well um so thank you hannah for all of that it's been great picking your brains about luxury brands and their email marketing listeners remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on hannah's insider tips on email marketing as well as my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business Today's episode is brought to you by Omnisend. Omnisend is an email and SMS marketing platform built for online merchants like you who want to increase their sales, not their workloads. With Omnisend, you'll be launching pre-built e-commerce automations in no time, as well as intuitively segmenting customers based on their shopping behaviour and even trying out SMS or push notifications all from the same platform. 
More than 80,000 e-commerce brands use Omnisend to drive sales and build better customer relationships, converting their customers with quick-to-create, highly relevant emails and texts. The best part? You can get 30% off Omnisend for your first three months right now, but only when you visit keepopt.com forward slash Omnisend with Omnisend spelt O-M-N-I-S-E-N-D. Go to keepopt.com forward slash Omnisend now to save. It's finally live, Chloe's e-commerce club. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimising audience and our experts can come together. The point of the club is to help you all improve your e-commerce businesses and to help you solve your marketing challenges, learn more tactics and much more. We are starting simple and focusing on that core aim of helping us all get through this challenging year in the best way possible. But we've got lots lined up for the coming months and I'm sure we'll add more things into the club based on your needs and feedback. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. And yes, I will personally be there hanging out and helping you Monday to Friday. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepopt.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. Okay, Hannah, so far we've gone deep into email marketing for luxury brands. Now though, you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of email marketing. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with email marketing, which of course does include luxury brand email marketing. So Hannah, are you ready for these? Ready, go for it. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Yeah, I think such a key part of email marketing is choosing the right tool. Um, And I am a massive, massive fan of Klaviyo. Um, Give them a plug there. Um, If you're an e-commerce business, it was built it is built specifically for e-commerce, um, but it's very easy to use, intuitive and powerful. So if you're getting started, I recommend getting a demo of that tool and, and getting under the skin of it. Once you're in there, there are also you know blueprints of key flows that you should be looking at to get started in. Um, there's loads of guidance and things on how to first set up your Um, account get started on sending campaigns segmentation all of those brilliant things so find the right tool for you and if it is Clavio, start diving into all of their resources um, to get started Um, so the tool is important and I think in terms of like where to start with that tool obviously think about getting your pop-up set up on your website being careful with your timing of that pop-up. So if it's going to appear immediately, that's more likely to annoy people and they're just going to close it. So make sure it appears after a delay. And then focus on four key revenue driving flows. So welcome, abandon cart, abandon browse and post-purchase. Brilliant. Very comprehensive answer there, Hannah. I love it. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimising. So what's your favourite way to improve performance? Well, one of the things I love about email is that you can see everything in the data. I don't think there's anything you can't track. So you can track, you know, who has opened it, when they've opened it, um, who's clicked, what part of the email they've clicked on, who then went to buy, what they bought. It is all trackable. Um, And I think that means you've got a huge opportunity to constantly 
A, B split test and also make sure you're obviously reporting on the performance. Um, so, you know, you can A, B split test anything from t- the best time of day to send to an email with three products versus nine products or does an emoji in the subject line increase our open rate or does it not? There are so many different elements. Making sure that you've got a plan to kind of continually split test and that you're tracking that and looking into that on a monthly or quarterly basis so you know what works and what doesn't for your audience. If someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Yeah, I've already mentioned Clavio, and they do have tons of um, articles and training calls you can join. And you could also follow my Instagram account, which is Hannah Spicer underscore consulting. Um, I do lots of best practice videos and um, posts on how you can optimize flows, how to optimize data capture, lots and lots of advice there. So I'd recommend you come follow me. Excellent advice. Loving that one, Hannah. I will have to start following you myself. Now, finally, it's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? I think, I mean, we talked about SMS briefly already. I do think more brands are going to be starting to look at SMS as a channel to work alongside their email um, and starting to kind of capture that data from their customers to build their SMS audiences and and start to pull those into their their flows. Um, I think as well, data cleansing is going to be important. So making sure that we're not carrying any dead weight of people that are not opening, clicking our emails, um, making sure that that's helping our sender reputation stay healthy. um, That needs to be important. And then finally, I think also building out more data on our customers. So the beauty of email again is that we own that data and we um we can build out more and more with about our customers so what what are they engaging with what are they interested in what preferences can we get from them can we get their birthday and send them a lovely you know birthday automated flow trying to build out more data on your customers that you can own and really action as well in your business You've given us a lot to work on there, Hannah, which is absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. Now, we're very nearly at the end of the show, which means it's time for you to let the listeners know where they can find you and your business if they want to get in touch with more questions or maybe even to hire you. Yeah, absolutely. So my website is hspicerconsulting.com. I'm on LinkedIn, Hannah Spicer, and I'm also a Soho Works member. So you can find me on that app too if you're on there. Marvellous. Well, thank you, Hannah. We will make sure links to all of that are in the show notes. And thank you so much for being on the Keep Optimising podcast for day, today even and being so generous sharing your email marketing expertise with us. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Chloe. What a brilliant way to kick off our month of email activity. Um, brilliant. I think we, we almost covered everything there, didn't we? We went through so many bits and pieces um, and Hannah really did bring excellent advice to it all. So whether you are a specifically luxury brand or whether you're a general brand, the great majority of what she says stands up. I mean, you know, you need, you really do need a a singing post-purchase flow at the moment. It will pay off dividends if you sort out who are your top tier customers, who are the ones who buy from you again and again. And even if you're a, 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 you know, definitely not a luxury brand, you can still do like a a webinar with them, a chat room with them, something which doesn't involve a great deal of cost, but just gives them that access and exclusivity feeling. 
considering when you do and don't discount, I think is a must for all brands these days. Obviously, it's hugely important for a luxury brand, but I think it's a must for all of you. Really consider if you need to be putting in that discount. And they're just, just so much great advice, a brilliant way to kick us off for the month. You can get the links to all the things we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes, and much, much more at keepoptimizing.com. You can go straight to the page of this episode by using keepopt.com forward slash whatever the number of this episode is. And once you get to the website, make sure you add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the many things I share to help you improve your business. And one of those things is our end of month Q&A webinar. Yes, I will be getting as many of our podcast guests who can make it back to talk email marketing at the end of this month. So make sure when you get to the website, you click on the Q&A webinar tab and sign up for this month's email marketing webinar because it's your chance to come along and get your questions asked by our experts. Easy as that. Come and join us. It's usually quite a laugh as well as being hugely info heavy. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed it and want to continue learning about email marketing right now without waiting for the next episode to go live, then scroll back up your feed to episodes 93 to 96 because last April we did a full four episodes on email marketing, each covering a different aspect of making it work for your store. And last year we had a very big focus on data capture and data usage. So if you're working on those at the moment, well worth scrolling back up to 93 to 96 and getting your fix there. You can also find all our past email content, including our past uh, Q&A webinars at keepopt.com forward slash email. And please do, 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 do tell your fellow e-commerce and email marketers about the show because I want to help as many of you as possible improve the performance of your marketing this year. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Hello, Chloe here. I just wanted to tell you something super exciting before we get into this episode. Chloe's e-commerce club is finally live. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimizing audience can come together to improve your e-commerce marketing is live. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepop.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So go on, hit pause and come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. And then don't forget to hit play and listen to the rest of the episode. See you in the club.